0: Hello everyone and welcome back to The Wounded Healer, where we make the human experience more enjoyable. I'm your host Keith, and it's PSA time, and today we're talking Theory of Mind. But, before we get into that, I hope everyone had a great holiday, happy holidays. I know we're getting ready for the new year, and of course I'm going to put something out that has to do with New Year's resolutions and all that other bullshit that we talk about we're going to do, and some do, some don't do, and all that good stuff. But even more important than that, i got to get into what happened to me last night. And it was something that was completely new, something that I had not experienced before. Now, we all know that I have anxiety. I have had panic attacks. But last night, for the first time, I experienced something that had never happened before or after a panic attack. Um, and I was at my house. I'd just gotten home from the gym. I'd eaten dinner. I was talking on the phone <clears throat> and during the conversation I started to to shiver. Like had the chills like I was cold. And it's winter time here in Virginia. It was low maybe high 20s last night. My house is kind of wide open laminate floors so it gets cold. It's an older home, older unit. I didn't think anything of it. I was thinking it's just a little chilly maybe. Or maybe I thought I was chilly because I was shivering. You know how the brain can play some tricks on you. So I was just carrying on the conversation. I go kind of lay down on the couch, cover up. But I'm still shivering under the, co- under the covers. And it's now I'm starting to like pay attention to it. And I go, well, I don't know. This is, this is different. <clears throat> but I had no other signs of anxiety at that point. Uh, having the conversation. Uh, just Shivering. And it was a, I was shivering. Like, if you were there looking at me, you would think, my God, get this guy a heated blanket, <clears throat> something. Uh, and no sooner than I got off the phone, you hang up, you hit that red iPhone button, boom, phone calls done. That was it. <clears throat> I got that clouded mind, and, and I can only explain what I feel or what happens to me. I know there are some universal signs of anxiety that folks with anxiety will experience. But as I'm explaining it, I'm explaining it as it's happening to me. Uh, So my mind just feels clouded. I feel like I I can't focus. Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on in there. And it's just kind of like a lot of chatter. I guess you just, I feel disoriented. Uh, And it was late. I was tired. So I thought if I just go lay down maybe I can try to read, get my mind off of it. Of course I, I should have known better. Not going to happen. So I'm laying in bed and it starts to become almost like a full-blown panic attack. Not not a bad one, not I've had a couple bad ones and this one wasn't bad. It was just it was escalating a little bit. And uh, then I started to worry, and obviously when you start to worry, you start to thinking about it, <clears throat> my breathing is a little bit more <clears throat> restricted, uh, my heart's pounding faster, all the normal stuff, right? <clears throat> and I know exactly what's going on, and I'm talking to myself through this, uh, and I'm still kind of shivering, and I don't understand the, the shivering, so I get up out of the bed, and I walk out of the the bedroom. I walk down the hallway. I walk into the living room. And I'm just kind of walking. Pacing. And I'm trying to talk myself out of this. I'm talking myself down basically. I'm telling myself. What's happening. Why it's happening. How it's happening. Where it's coming from. What parts of my body. You're doing what. And. You know. I'm human. And I want to be honest with everybody. Even knowing. What is happening to you and knowing where it's coming from and what part of your brain and your your spinal cord is driving it it still sucks it's still hard to overcome it is some serious shit and uh yeah so i I try everything i'm doing uh i'm trying to slow my breathing down and, and control that and i'm counting to five and I'm picturing different things and I'm using imaging and anchoring and just all the stuff that you're supposed to do. And yet it's still hard. Um, but it's better than not doing anything. So knowing is still better than not knowing. I do not regret educating myself on this. I do not feel bad or feel anything for having it i'm i'm happy that i experienced it i'm happy that i I had to go through that to understand what it was i am happy to know that it's just anxiety shakes they call it after we looked it up Uh, it's kind of a real thing i had no idea all these years of anxiety (laughs) for the first time i experienced these anxiety shakes Um, and it is common with certain types of anxiety, so I guess like the the, the panic attack style, uh, not just like a normal like good on anxiety because you're getting ready to make a speech type thing, I don't know, I didn't really do a whole lot of research on it, I just know that it was normal, and that settled my mind, I didn't want it to be anything else, obviously if you have any other health conditions, underlying health conditions, or been diagnosed with anything else, it may be something different. For me, it was not. Uh, I know that now. Today, I feel a lot better. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. It sucks when you have a panic attack. Typically, don't sleep. It's just it's hard to kind of just you know to get it together a little bit. So yeah, you know you you sleep when you can. You get up. You still have to go about your day. So I went to work. Went to the gym. Had another couple things that I had to do. You do it here I am now, and I get to talk about it, and it's something that I wanted to share because it was new uh, it was new in the field of anxiety for me. It may not be new for someone who listens to this um, I hope it never happens again, <laughs> but uh, we'll see maybe this is my anxiety evolving as I evolve, which my luck it's probably what's happening you know it's like oh, you think you can you can beat me and you know, if it's as arrogant as I am when it comes to things or as confident in our abilities, it's probably getting, you know, ramped up too so where it can keep challenging me. But I'm okay with that. I know it will pass and uh, I'm all the better for it. All right. So I'm good. Enough of that. I'm going to sleep great tonight. <clears throat> and yep, you know, well, ready for the next one so back to the psa theory of mind uh i don't know if anyone has ever heard of theory of mind it's something that was developed by the uh behavioral behavioral psychologist it it studied a lot of children uh but it's it's basically the ability to understand what others are thinking and feeling so you can ascribe meaning to their mental state and mental state is kind of a, a broad category but it, it encompasses things like perception uh you know pain experience beliefs desires intentions emotions and memory uh you, you kind of get the point um and that also means that you have the knowledge that their mental state may differ from yours so Possessing a functional theory of mind is considered crucial for successful human social interactions. You know, it's it's kind of simple. It's if you let's say you say something and you made somebody frown, well, you're gonna process that, understand that, oh no, maybe I need to say something to change the subject, maybe I need to say something to make them smile, or maybe I need to ask them what's wrong. That is a Healthy, functional theory of mind, <clears throat> and uh, that that can be a problem for folks, and that may suffer with autism. And this is not about autism or folks with, you know, autism, but it, this is just me trying to explain the difference between folks that can process that and folks that struggle with it and folks that have autism cannot process this or that mental state the way folks that are not autistic can so the uh cambridge professor simon Baron cohen Who's done amazing work on autism. And I'll definitely leave his information in the notes. He's coined this term. Mind blindness. For folks with autism. And that's the inability to. See or to. Or that perception. Of what's happening in front of them. With the other folks. So I guess if you would. Can you imagine yourself having a GPS system in your brain that navigates the mental state of others? It's pretty easy. It's effortless. It does it for you. And it just kind of tells you what to do. You do it. Where autistic people, people with autism, are using a old-school hand-drawn paper map that is just very cumbersome. It's very frustrating it's it's a little bit harder for them to maneuver to navigate around those things Uh, and that that's the simplest way to put it uh without getting out of line or you know i want to stay in my lane when it comes to this i'm not an expert on autism Uh, i don't i know a little bit about it not enough to continue on but i do know just enough to how to you know Providing an example for theory of mind with it. And please do not take that as offensive to anybody. It's important to me to understand autism. And it's just not something I've spent a lot of time on. And uh, so, <clears throat> you know, theory of mind, it's an innate potential in humans. and However, it does require social and other experiences over many years to reach its full potential. And it's kind of, you know, the more you use it, the the better you are, the better you're going to be, uh, the more you're going to be able to recognize these things, the more you're going to be able to respond. And um, <clears throat> it's kind of like just putting yourself in their shoes. Right. We've all heard that, you know, that's a, a saying from from back in the day, you know, we'll put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's theory of mind. That's having the ability to understand that. Something that they think, feel, or believe may be different than ours. Uh, or they may be going through something different than we are. And it is not the same as empathy. So do not get those two confused. They are different. Um, but what I really want to focus on, like I said earlier, <clears throat> the theory of mind was someone really studied on children uh with your you know pj the uh he the psych- psychiatrist pj had a bunch of uh experiments where he would do on children to see where they were at during certain age ranges and he came up with this theory that somewhere between two and seven is when we develop a theory of mind concept um, you know, there's all types of videos out there online, and you can watch his his experiments and and all these studies, but so we developed this really early, and again, now we have an understanding that this is innate in us, it's in us now we do not understand or we do not know uh, the evolutionary origins of this and why. But we do believe that it has something to do with uh, language and communication, things like that. Because <clears throat> the areas of the brain that are activated when we think about these mental states, and I'm going to touch on that in a minute, um, But there are also studies out there, and this is kind of where I was going, uh, talking about adults. Uh, The studies were done on kids. There's a lot of research, a lot of time spent uh, understanding how and why children are the way they are at certain ages. If, you know, a quick example if you give a two year old or a three year old a broom and you tell them it's a broom, it's a broom. If you give it to a seven-year-old and he rides it like a horse, yes, he knows it's a broom, but he also is believing that it is a horse that he's riding and he's playing with. that That's kind of theory of mine right there. And That's how it would work in a neurotypical person. Uh, an autistic person would be different. Uh, so there's also studies out there that show that adults are prone to this egocentric bias and uh, it's which in which they are influenced by their own beliefs knowledge preferences when judging those of other people Uh, or you know they kind of neglect other people's perspectives entirely and that's kind of the most important piece to this whole PSA is that as we age And as we go through and experience more of this through our social interactions, we turn off and turn on this theory of mind that we have. Uh, And one way that we turn it off is with these biases. And when you're speaking to somebody, when you're talking to someone, in order for that conversation to be meaningful In order for that conversation to go anywhere outside of a debate or an argument, which we don't want, is to kind of to think a minute and put yourself in their shoes. You know, use that theory of mind. You have the ability to understand what's going on over there, but you also have, and if you don't, you have the ability to ask. You have the ability to, to look. Take a minute and ask. Like, kind of get an idea of where they're at. Um, you know, don't just go all in one-sided and 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 blow it up. You know, kids can be evil, but adults can be can be pretty savage themselves. You know, because we know better. We know better. We know that you know we can say something that fires somebody up to get a reaction. You know, kids do it too. When you get to that point, that age where you understand this theory of mind concept, if you had sisters or brothers, you know, and you do the I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you thing, you know that's pissing them off. You know that if you do that, it's going to make them mad. That's theory of mind. So as an adult, when you're doing that same, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, it's the difference is, is you're just one sided in the conversation, and you're not allowing them to be a part of it. You're not looking at their perspectives. You're not you're you're neglecting other people's perspectives, right? You're you're just inf- the entire conversation is influenced by your own beliefs, knowledge, or preferences, and that's that. So be mindful of that. Get out of that engage in that theory of mind engage in both system one and two thinking take a minute stop just look ask questions just be good um, and there's situations too where you know some folks just may not have a mature theory of mind and that could very well be a sign of cognitive or development impairment or it could just be lack of social interactions if you don't if you do not have a lot of social interactions or a lot of conversations that have, you know, meaning or or depth or, uh, you know, anything that you have to stop and think of someone else's perspective or stop and think about how someone else is feeling. If you're not having a lot of those conversations, then you're probably not going to be good at it. (laughs) But if you know you're not good at it, you can either work at getting better at it or you can let the other person know and work through it together. Um back to the brain piece of this. See we know it's we know the theory of mind is a biological uh thing because during neuroimaging we do see activity in that uh medial prefrontal cortex and in that area around that posterior superior temporal sulcus. That's a lot again, right? I love saying it though. But we talked about that area in the podcast where we discussed how our brains categorize people. We know that that's that little area, uh, right in the center of that area, is where we pick up on these facial expressions. <coughs> and uh, so we know now through that neuroimaging, when even just the thought of uh, one of these uh, mental states generates... Uh, you know, the the electricity, all the neurons firing in certain areas of our brain, which is, again, it's just something that's so neat uh, that how far we've come. You know, we had these in the, the 40s, the 50s and the 60s. We had these guys doing all these awesome experiments and we learned a lot. And now, you know what it took them years to to develop in these theories, we can hook you up to a couple Sensors and within minutes see exactly what's going on. It's kind of cool. Um I would love I gotta I gotta figure out how I can go get my brain scanned. I've been looking like hardcore, I'm looking every day. Like who would do a free brain scan? I would literally just fly anywhere to be hooked up to one of these things and see what is going on up there. I got a lot of people that would probably tell you nothing's going on up there. Um, I have a lot of folks that would probably tell you too much is going on up there. <laughs> and I myself right now, after last night's a panic attack, I might agree that there was a lot going on in there. And right now there's not a whole lot going on in there. So, shit, I have no idea. Uh, I just would like to see it. Um, what else do we have? Theory of mind. There's. I'm going to leave all that, a bunch of information in the notes. There's, there's a lot more to it if you're interested in it. The child studies are pretty cool. If you have children, it's worth looking into. Um, there's a there's a false belief study. There's the uh, P.J. has got a ton of stuff out there. A couple other thing is just as as adults having conversations. You know, okay. Let's apply it to leadership. So in leadership, if you're the leader and you're trying to get your team together, lead your team. You have to be able to look around and you have to be able to see and perceive what that mental state is, what's going on, and make adjustments. And you have to do it quick. You have to be quick. <clears throat> and then everyone can move forward with that right tempo. Um, you know, in in a relationship, you uh, Well, okay, here, I'll, we'll put this out there because this is something again, keeping this thing real that I've experienced the whole texting, texting thing, texting just screws everything up because our brains are not designed to text one. We're not designed to write with our fricking thumbs Two, you cannot read a text message the same way that someone else reads a text message and you can't understand it. So when you're reading text message, it says, like, it just screws everything up. We are designed to have face-to-face conversations, face-to-face communications. We are designed to look at our facial expressions. It's, it's right there. It's in the science. It's in our evolution. It's in our DNA. It's who we are. We're designed to look at eyes. We're designed to look at hands. We're designed to all of that stuff. So, I'm gonna yeah, I'm going to get off on a tangent here, like, Let's make a let's make a fucking goal in 2023 to actually spend some face time with people like real humans and like face to face and actually talk to people. Let's go back to talking to people again. Let's go back to interactions where you actually have to look at somebody and use this shit that we're talking about. Right. Use what your mama gave you, (laughs) your brain, you know, all of those little neurons that are firing in there that are just. Chilling because they don't have to do anything anymore. Put that shit to work. I believe, my opinion, we might be better off. You might actually have fun. You might actually le- learn how to talk to somebody. You know, the, the texting, if I didn't have to text, I don't, I don't even like it. Plus, it hurts my eyes when I look at it. But I think it's, I think it's a waste of time. We need, we, need, we need to be talking to people. And um, I think that should be a 2023 goal, at least a small goal, at least a try, like, you know, make an effort. Yeah, today I'm going to and I'm not, you know, maybe it's maybe at work you're talking to people all the time. I get it. You're around people or family or what have you. But you understand what I'm saying. Maybe we put a little bit more effort into actually having face to face conversations with people. Because at the end of the day, I think that's what's truly going to help make the human experience more enjoyable. Not texting, not sending these stupid fucking emojis to people. Like, actually looking at somebody and talking to them. Uh, I'm starting to enjoy that more, I think. The more I learn, and the deeper I go into all of this, I get absolutely nothing (laughs) from a text conversation or a phone conversation. Like, I really do need to be looking at that other person to just start stimulating that, those neurons, just to start getting the things working, getting everything going. That's what's firing me up. And it is, it's way better. Okay. So enough of that. You get the point point. 2023, actually talk to somebody face to face. In the meantime, try to put yourself in someone else's shoes engage in your theory of mind understand that their shit may differ from you they may see things different from you and that's okay talk it through talk about it um and if you have little kids a lot of neat things out there to watch it will help you uh and yeah that's it i'll see you in the next one